Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Johnson Wealth and Income Management and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are not associated entities. Johnson Wealth and Income Management is a franchisee of the Retirement Income Store. The Retirement Income Store and Sound Income Strategies, LLC are associated entities. Welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store and brought to you by Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Are you living the life you want? Are you prepared for retirement as you believe you should be? What are your goals for retirement and how are you going to reach them? In the next 30 minutes of today's program, let's explore the principles necessary to live the capitalized life and the retirement of your dreams. Now, here's this week's Capitalized Life and Retirement program with your host, Matthew Johnson. And welcome to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. Hope you're having a fantastic day. As I always open our episodes, I want to encourage each one of you, if you're 50 and over and you're getting ready to retire at some point in the near future, if you're simply just kind of curious as to what investing for income looks like. You've been thinking about all of the scenarios that can play out when a person goes from working to retirement. I encourage you, there is nothing better for a resource to be able to help you further your education on what it takes to retire in today's world and the tools that you need to have in those toolboxes in order to retire successfully. So the Retirement Income Store, Google it, look it up, the retirementincomestore.com. And I'm so happy that they are partnering with us to help power this show every single Saturday. Well, today I'm going to be asking you a question, and it's a very broad, open-ended question. And you're going to get the sense of why I'm asking the question in just a moment. And the question is this. Are you willing to make that bet? How many times in life have you been offered a wager? And maybe there was two of you, three of you, maybe there was more, and and there was something up for grabs, right? There was some discussion, and somebody said, I tell you what, I'll bet you a dollar. Somebody said, oh, I'll bet you $5. Somebody's really pretty confident about something, and they said, I'll bet you $1,000. Okay? How many of us have actually taken the bet? Well, if you're like me, you know, depending upon uh, just how confident I feel that I know the answer to be true, well, you know, I'm going to take that bet sometimes. And sometimes I win and sometimes I lose. But let me ask you another question. Why did you choose to save for retirement? Why? You know, the option to choose to save for retirement is just that. It's a choice. It's an option. You don't have to. No one puts a gun to your head. No one tells you that you need to deposit money out of every paycheck, out of every pay period into your retirement. No one. Now, you may have friends, you may have family, you may have just a social encouragement, this understanding, this general understanding that it's perfectly good to save for retirement. But that's not the question. The question is, why do you choose to save for retirement? Let me ask you this question. Why did you work all of those hours, put up with all of those personalities, all of those Mondays, why did you work all that overtime? Why? These are serious questions. These are questions because I want you to understand your outcome. You're a human being. You did what you did. You do what you do. You choose what you choose 
because of an outcome. There is no one that says, man, my paycheck is smaller this week. Yeehaw. No one says that. No one does that. So there's a reason why we do what we do. There's an outcome that we ultimately want, and that is what drives us to make the choices and the decisions that we do. Why is it that some people make the choice to work out five, six days out of the week? Because to them, they want the outcome. They want to be able to have the body that comes with working out five to six days out of the week. Let me ask you a third question. Why have you made the sacrifices that you have made? So many of you I get to have conversations with by phone or in person, whether it's in Humboldt, whether it's in Clear Lake. And you know, your stories are so moving to me. The sacrifices that you've made, the choices that you've made to spend less, to go to maybe a closer vacation, to be able to buy a lesser expensive automobile, to put your kids through a one school that is potentially less expensive than that of a more expensive school. Why have you made those choices? And there's nothing wrong with that. I was raised with the idea of frugality. I was raised with the idea of being a good steward of my money. I was raised with the idea of living within my means. Goodness gracious, wouldn't it be wonderful if Congress lived within their means? But you see, you did all of these things because ultimately and generically, you wanted all of your retirement to go well. You didn't save money to get a smaller paycheck. You saved the money because you knew or you had the confidence that down the road, that you were going to be able to have more money to work with, and that's why you chose to save. For some of you, you're receiving a match through your employer, and that's a profoundly wonderful way to save because it's not only your money going in, but it's also your company putting money in. But with COVID today, there is a lot of businesses. I can't count the number of times that I have had individuals that have talked to me over the course of the last say, roughly four or five months now that have explained to me that their 401k is still active. It's still going. They're still contributing to it, but the employer has discontinued matching. Why? Because the employer is trying to save money. And why did you do all of these things? Why did you choose to save? Why did you choose to work the overtime? Why did you choose to make the sacrifices? Ultimately, because you wanted things to go well. You knew that social security was not going to be enough for you to live on. And so you knew you were going to have to supplement it. So if you're thinking, yeah, that makes sense, or you have questions about our discussion today, I'd like you to reach out to me at 866-290-3837. If you have questions, we will answer them. So take the first step, reach out at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. So let's talk about today. In today's world, we are absolutely surrounded by unpredictability within the markets. And what do I mean by unpredictability? Well, you know, obviously, if we look back February and March of this year, it was very reminiscent to how December of 2018 felt. It was very reminiscent of 2007 to 2009. It was very reminiscent, if you go back even further, to the tech bubble burst of 2000. 
And you think to yourself, my goodness, that wasn't all that long ago, right? To the beginning of the turn of the century, it wasn't that long ago. And we watched as the tech bubble burst, and we watched as the S&P 500 lost over 50%, 5-0. We experienced, we felt that, that sense of loss, that sense of lack of control, that sense of fear and anxiety. In 2007, 8 and 9, when the stock market dropped even further, and it dropped 63%. We came back to the previous high, basically in 2013, 2014, and we think it's okay until four years later, and December of 2018 comes, the Federal Reserve decides to scale back on their quantitative easing. What does the stock market drop? Stock market drops basically 20, 20 plus percent in literally just two months. We saw the unpredictability as COVID came into our country and we didn't know how it was going to affect society. We didn't know how it was going to affect health. We didn't know how it was going to affect business, but we did know that we had certain protocols to follow in order to make certain that we limited the exposure as much as possible. And so stay at home orders were engaged and enacted in so many different places If you didn't follow the protocol, if you didn't follow the rules, well, then you were in big trouble. An economic stoppage occurred. Just recently, I picked up some office equipment from a business owner that was getting rid of all of this office equipment. And she said, you know, we're just doing this because, well, gosh, you know, we have this huge building. We've rented it out. And we've now learned that we've got so many employees that aren't ever going to plan on coming back to work. Because they can work from home. So why should we have all of this office furniture? Why should we even rent this big of a space? And you see the domino effect that it's having on this country. And it has an impact on the markets. Now, even though it was scary to watch the stock market drop from where it was in February to where it ended in the end of March, if you're still saving for retirement, that was working to your benefit because you were buying more shares at fewer and fewer dollars. But my question comes back to the first one I asked you, which is, are you willing to make that bet? Because you see, you're closer to retirement today than you were six months ago. You're closer to retirement today than you were five years ago. And as a result, the closer and closer to retirement you get, the bigger that question becomes. Because when you need the money, when you considered why you saved the money, which was so that you could have more money in retirement to supplement social security, to supplement pension income, to supplement rental income. When you retire, now everything is on the line. And can you control the markets? And the answer is unequivocally no. There is not a single thing that you and I can do to control the market. Is there a single thing that you and I can do to control what the Federal Reserve does? In the same way in December of 2018, when we saw the Federal Reserve decide, okay, we're going to back off the gas pedal. We're going to allow interest rates to come up now. We're going to start to scale back on quantitative easing. If the stock market today has recovered the way that it has because of all the quantitative easing, because of all the stimulus, because of all the printing of money, because of all the buying of bonds, because of all the interest rate manipulation, what happens to the market when the Federal Reserve decides to quit feeding the market? giving it free money, 
artificially keeping interest rates low? What happens to the markets then? And what if you need the money when that happens? You see, these are all important questions. Questions that you have to ask and you have to have an answer for. Today, we have the elections. The elections are coming up in November and there's uncertainty around it. How is that going to affect your retirement? How is that going to affect, namely, what you've invested your hard-earned money in as an investment? Number three, how are you going to predict company performance and the things that you're investing in? Whether it's the employer scaling back on the match program, or it's the corporation that you've invested in that you believed was a good quality corporation and they were paying their dividends and now they're paying less or they're not paying any at all. So stick with me because in the second half, we're going to be giving you a gaming analogy and then I'm going to be showing you why you need to be considerate of what your alternatives can and potentially should be. Questions about today's discussion? You have questions that you want to have answered with regards to something that we discussed. I'm going to encourage you do the right thing and reach out to me at 866 290 3837. My team will put together some materials for you that I know will be of value and we'll email them to you or we'll toss them in the mail if you prefer. If you have questions, I will do my very best to spend a few moments to answer those questions for you. So take the first step. Reach out to us at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. Stick with us. You're not going to want to miss the second half. You're listening to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. After a certain age, you shouldn't be overexposed to stock market risk. Yet, you might still be trying to squeeze every last drop out of today's market. And although fixed income investment can offer less risk than stocks, it doesn't mean you have to sacrifice return. In fact, recently some fixed income investments have actually outperformed stocks. But yet, you're still waiting to act. To learn more about the Retirement Income Store, call your local Retirement Income Specialist, Matthew Johnson of Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Have you missed any of today's program? No problem. You can hear all of our shows online anytime, 24-7 at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. Investing in the stock market these days is like riding a roller coaster. One minute you're moving up slow and steady just the way you like it, and then all of a sudden... Your investment portfolio is in a free fall, up 800 points, down 800 points. It can be very scary. A lot of people no longer gamble with their retirement in the stock market. If you are tired of the ride and want to look at safer options or would like to learn a better way to grow your money during these times, call Johnson Wealth and Income Management at 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. 
Welcome back to the Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson, powered by the Retirement Income Store. And welcome back to the second half of the Capitalized Life and Retirement Show. I'm your host, Matthew Johnson, president and owner of Johnson Wealth and Income Management. And I really welcome you. If you're just now joining us today, I asked you a question. Are you willing to make that bet? We've discussed that so many of us are saving for retirement, but we're not considered as to why. Why are we choosing to save for retirement? It's certainly not because you want a smaller check. Why did you work the overtime that you put up with the guff, you put up with the personalities and and all the different Mondays, and you get what I mean when I say Mondays in parentheses, right? Why have you made the sacrifices that you have, that you've spent less money and you've sacrificed and said no to so many things that maybe other friends are saying yes to? Why have we made as human beings all of those different choices that we've made. And the only thing that I can point to is because we want a better life for ourselves down the road. We want things to go well. We want to be able to have as much certainty and surety that we're going to be okay. We want to know that even if social security is not everything that we're going to need for retirement, which most everyone knows that it's not going to produce everything that you need. It's going to definitely be able to be something that we can have and you'll be able to take what you've saved and supplement that social security. You see, we can't control the unpredictability of the markets. No matter how hard we try, even though your stockbroker may be sitting on the sidelines, sitting on the sidewalk with the pom-poms going, go stock market, go. No matter how much optimism we throw at the stock market, no matter how many things that we choose to just believe, well, if I'm just optimistic enough that I believe that the stock market's always going to come back, the stock market's always going to do well. Even though all of those things in and of themselves are not wrong, we can't control the markets. Today, we have the elections coming up. We can't control the outcome of the election. Some would beg to differ to that, but I still believe that we live in a very honest system with checks and balances. And I could be completely and totally just diluted and very misunderstanding of the system, but I certainly believe that we have a more honest system than so many other countries do. But we still can't control the outcome. We still can't control if one person gets in and that person's the person that we like while the rest of the country doesn't like it or vice versa. And we can't control the outcome of the elections and how it affects our stock market and the new policies that are going to be enacted if that person gets elected or the new things that are going to be pursued or the new taxes that are going to be increased or implemented. We can't control those things. Today, we cannot control corporations. We can't control when they cut their dividends. The statistic is staggering that over, I believe it's over a fourth of the S&P 500 companies have either reduced, that means they've cut their dividend, or they've eliminated their dividends altogether. I talked to a gentleman from Missouri, and this gentleman explained to me that he had been a dividend investor all of his life. And he said, Matthew, I was counting on the dividends. I had close to $30,000, close to $30,000 of dividends that were coming to me in my stock portfolio. And the same gentleman today only has $22,000 of dividends that are being paid. 
Why? Because so many of the companies that he had decided to stick money into, that he decided to invest in, that he decided to buy their stock, they have been going through the financial rigors of the outplay of COVID-19. And as a result, they've taken and they've cut their dividends. And so the things that we thought we could rely upon are now the things that have become so unpredictable. You see, when it comes to gambling, you might be willing to gamble $100. If somebody makes you a bet and says, hey, I bet you a dollar, I bet you $100, you might be willing to bet. Heck, you might even, if you think you have the odds in your favor, you may even bet $1,000. But are you willing to gamble with your retirement? So if you're thinking, you know, that really does make sense, or if you have questions about today's discussion, I'm going to encourage you to reach out to me. Call our office at 866-290-3837. My staff will put together some educational materials that I know will be of value to you, and we'll email them to you or we'll mail them if you prefer. If you have questions, we will do our best to answer them for you. Take the first step. Reach out at 866-290-3837. Again, that's 866-290-3837. So if I can, I want to share with you one of the basic tenets of investing, and that is this. If you've got a pen and paper, I'd like you to write this down. Write this equation down. This is the equation of total return. And the equation of total return is TR, which stands for total return, equals I plus G. TR equals I plus G. TR stands for total return. I stands for income. G stands for growth. You see, all of us want total return. All of us want to see our money grow. But so many of us have failed to learn the lesson of this equation that growth isn't total return. You see, that's not total return. Total return is comprised of income plus growth. And the point that I'm getting at today is that so many of you are older than you ever have been. You're closer to retirement than you ever have been. The stock market is at an all-time high. And you're failing to recognize that the health crisis we just experienced is a potential wake-up signal that you need to make some changes. You see, when you get into retirement, you know for a fact that you've gone from the accumulation phase of your life to the distribution phase of your life. And you know that the amount of money that you've saved, you've sacrificed for it, you've worked hard, you've put up with a lot of personalities and a lot of long hours. And you know that you need income because Social Security is not enough. The pension is not enough. You know that these are just standing truths for you. So how do you come up with the income that you're going to need to supplement Social Security and the pension if you have one? You're going to have to get it from somewhere. So the problem becomes engineering the income. Now, what do I mean by engineering the income? You see, if you're using tools like variable annuities and mutual funds and bond funds, the things that are so commonly with inside the portfolio of a person who is focused and working with a growth-based advisor, and you retire, you're going to be cannibalizing and selling shares of your principal to get the income. And what does that mean? It means that you're going to be liquidating and selling the shares to get the money in exchange for what the shares will fetch. Let me make it simpler. Let's say that you have a 100 acres of farm ground 
and you need money to pay your bills every month and every single month you're selling a share or you're selling an acre of farm ground. It's the same difference. After a hundred months, how much dirt do you have left? And the answer should be none. See, today when we have all of our money sitting in the growth side of the equation of total return, that means two things. It means that we're taking on more risk with our money. We're gambling it. And number two, if we need income, they have to engineer the income by selling the assets off. Why would we do that? If I had a duplex, if I had a portfolio of rental properties, why would I want to sell my rental properties to get income? And the answer is I wouldn't. But you see, growth type investments typically don't provide a lot of income. When we look at growth type stocks and growth type mutual funds, you're probably producing somewhere in the vicinity of 2 to 3% dividend rate. And if companies are retracting and they're reducing the amount of dividend that they're paying, then guess what? That means that you won't have as much dividend to be able to help you provide the income that you need. And so anything above what that dividend pays that you need, guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to sell shares. I was dealing with a gentleman the other day who had a variable annuity. And it was true that the variable annuity had an income rider on it. It had a death benefit rider on it. And he really didn't know what he had. And I said, you see, the thing to keep in mind about annuities, and you have to be extremely careful about annuities. But I said, number one, this variable annuity is really growth-based mutual funds. And that's like having a two-seat sports car. But then to make the two-seat sports car feel safe, they've sold you at an additional cost, some roll bars, so that if you flip over the car, you're going to be safe. And they've sold you a set of extra snow tires so that during winter, you don't spin out as much at an extra cost. And then they've thrown in a trailer hitch so that you can haul lots of cargo like you would in a bigger, safer car. So you see, it's not exactly really what you wanted, but more or less what you didn't want that's kind of been jerry-rigged into what you want. And one of the reasons that we have to be so very careful about variable annuities is for two reasons. Number one, they do not create income. That is a misnomer. What they do is they create cash flow. They are taking money out of your bucket that is in your name and they're giving it back to you. Number two is the cost associated with variable annuities can be extremely high. And that's not so problematic when you're on the accumulation side, when you're not drawing money. But let's say that you're paying, we'll say 3% in fees. Which, just to give you some context, you should, in my personal opinion, not be paying any more than 1% for professional institutional money management. But you're paying 3% and you decide to retire and you decide to take money from this variable annuity. And yet you're paying them, say, 3% in fees and you begin taking 5 Now you've got a withdrawal rate of 8%. You love them. You love the insurance company almost as much as you love you. And do you see how a heavy withdrawal rate like that is going to force you to cannibalize your money faster? Mutual funds can have the same problem because they're not going to be focused on giving you the kind of dividend that you really want, the income that you really need. And anything above the dividend that you still need that it doesn't pay, you're going to have to sell shares. 
then you say, well, I've got that covered because I've got bond funds. But may I remind you that there's a difference between the universe of conservative income-producing investments like owning the bond individually, where you have two guarantees, the guarantee of an interest that is paid to you every single year and the return of your money when the bond matures subject to default, compared to a bond fund where you don't own it. And those two guarantees are off the table. And it's a mutual fund that never matures. So if you need income, you have to do what? You have to sell shares. So please ask yourself, as you're getting closer and closer to retirement, are you willing to make that bet that despite the fact that you cannot control the markets, you cannot control the elections, you cannot control company performance and what they do with dividends, that you want to continue to keep your money where it's at? Or is it time for you to assess what the alternatives could be. And I encourage all of you as listeners, if you have questions, please go to our website, www.johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, W-I-M stands for Wealth Income Management, dot com, and post your question to us. Reach out to us. Let us know what kind of topics you'd like to hear us discuss on each episode every Saturday morning. As always, I want to remind you that it is up to you to make today a great day. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Matthew Johnson. That's all the time we have for today. To schedule 15 minutes with Matthew off the air, call 866-290-3837. That's 866-290-3837. And for more information, visit us online at johnsonwim.com. That's johnsonwim.com. We will be back again next week at this same time for another Capitalized Life and Retirement Program with Matthew Johnson.